Hello, 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 and welcome to More Than Money, a podcast where we explore the psychology, emotions, and math of money so you can make better, smarter choices regardless of where you are on the income and wealth spectrums. I'm your host, Jaquette Timmons. It's been a few weeks, folks, but I am so glad to be back, and it is good to be on the mic once more. So how have you been? Have you been taking good care of yourself, or at least the best that you can anyway? Well, today's episode is all about time, or more precisely, our perception of time. You see, I've been a little perplexed by something. During this time of quarantine, when people talk about having all this newfound time, I'm like, huh? How is that possible? And I have that quizzical question because I feel like I am working harder, longer hours now than I was before coronavirus. Hence, the reason you haven't heard from me in a few weeks. And don't get me wrong, I am not complaining whatsoever. Um, But here in New York City, we have been in quarantine for 10 weeks and still counting. And during this 10-week period, my schedule has been full. It's been full with coaching clients, with multiple virtual events every single week. And like I said, I am not complaining. I am incredibly grateful, especially when I consider how quickly the speaking arm of my business changed between March 11th and March 12th. So all these virtual events that are on my schedule, let let me be clear, I am ever so grateful for them. But given, you know, uh, my schedule and, and how busy it has been in the midst of our lockdown, when people would tell me about all of this new found time, I truly, truly was indeed perplexed um, and partly curious around how is this possible? Well, it turns out that this isn't so unusual. (laughs) According to Dr. Adrian Barden, who is the author of A Brief History of the Philosophy of Time, we each experience time differently. So it's not uncommon that my perception of time is different from others. He also says that the days tend to feel longer when there's an unexpected interruption to our usual routines. So I thought we'd talk about our relationship with time today and that I would share with you four things that have just really come into sharper focus for me. But before I get to all of that, how does time feel for you right now? Is it flying by or is it dragging? Is your schedule just as full or maybe even fuller uh, now that we are, you know, so deep into quarantine, even if it's the case that you might be living someplace where that's beginning to come out? I'm just curious. And when I ask you these questions, I'm actually, I'm not asking them in search for the right answer because, well, there isn't any. Uh, Truth is, we are all doing the best that we can. We are all going through this experience as best as we can with our own stresses, our own degrees of anxiety, as well as our own distractions. 
But what sparked today's theme is really a combination of a question that was posed by my college intern who started in April, um, coupled with my recent bafflement with this whole notion of time perception. So as I've already mentioned, I have been having a really hard time understanding how some people now have all the time in the world, especially if working from home is new to them, along with potentially homeschooling their children for the very first time, along with also potentially cooking most every single meal at home for the first time. So this was the source of my curiosity. For Annie, my intern, her curiosity was more related to how does one maintain the motivation to get things done in quarantine when presumably you now have all the time in the world to do whatever it is you want to do, need to do, albeit in the confines of your home for the most part, but still you have all the time in the world. So I will spare you, you know, the rabbit hole that I traveled down in terms of Google and podcast episodes that I listened to as a way of trying to understand the dichotomy that that sparked our respective curiosities. But if you've listened to more than one episode of mine, first, thank you for that. I do appreciate it. And second, you have heard me mention how much I truly indeed love a mind map and love exploring intersections. And so today I want to talk about those different intersections when it comes to time, because to some degree, this crisis has interrupted aspects of your relationships, be it your relationship with time, your relationship with money, your relationship with work, or your relationship with the people in your life. And with this interruption to life as you knew it, also likely comes a bit of an identity crisis, even if it is slight. And so no wonder this is an extremely emotional time and not just because we're either concerned about, you know, possibly catching uh, coronavirus or concerned that someone in our life has, or sadly, maybe even that someone that we know and that is in our life and that we love dearly has passed from it. According to time philosophers, one of the things that they say is that your emotions play a key role in whether you experience time as something that is speeding up or something that is slowing down. And so again, I I just wanted to have this conversation around time because I think what this quarantine experience is reminding us is that not only do we need to adjust initially, but we also need to adjust some more. So how are you experiencing time and how is it affecting your motivation? And the thing that is really interesting in terms of how I'm experiencing this time is I'm not one of those people that romanticizes being busy. Like you will never hear me say that because I feel like that's a notch on a belt. But at the same time, as I shared at the top of this episode, my schedule has indeed been full these last 10 weeks. Just last week from when I'm recording this, I had um, a day where I had a webinar in the afternoon and three calls and a a coaching session to three, four, a total of four calls 
two of which were coaching sessions, one that was as late, went until like 8.30 in the evening. And then the very next day, I also had a a virtual event, a, a webinar. So again, I'm not romanticizing being busy. I'm just sharing the facts of what's been on my, my calendar. But like everyone, I've been shifting. And to be really clear, sometimes those shifts have truly been on a dime in the moment. Not everything that I have done to adjust has necessarily been intentional, whether it's been with regards to my business or in my personal life. And yet, when I think about, you know, the last 10 weeks, there are four things that I did very broadly that stand out. And so I wanted to share those things with you in no particular order, but I wanted to share them with you in case you might find them helpful as you are continuing to navigate this moment that we're in. And, you know, like I like to say, even if I don't necessarily often say it here, take what feels right and leave the rest behind. So... The first thing is to reset your routine. For me, working from home is nothing new. I've been doing it for many years. So there wasn't much of an adjustment that I needed to make on that front. But going to the grocery store, to the food co-op, oh my God, that became a project in its own right. Because not only did I need to adjust my and reset my shopping routine, I also needed to reset my expectations because no longer could I go for a run, you know, uh, a run in Prospect Park and then stop by the co-op and pick up a few things for just either the day or for two days. I needed to now start shopping for, you know, week, a week or weeks at a time. So not only was that an adjustment, but also the time commitment. And what I had to learn was that I needed to reset my expectations because I never knew whether or not a shopping excursion was going to be a one, two, or three hour ordeal. So one of the things I had to learn really quickly was don't go grocery shopping when I know I have coaching calls or an ev- a virtual event. So that meant that you know I was doing all the shopping on the weekends, which was not typically my routine. So that also meant that I needed to create some new habits. So for you, in the midst of this period of collective adjusting, how have you taken or when have you taken a moment to acknowledge what routines, what expectations and what habits you've either needed to reset, excuse me, or create anew? So that's the first thing I needed to do. I needed to reset my routine, and as well, my expectations and create some new habits around them. The second thing that I needed to do was to focus on fewer goals and tasks. You know, an off-suggested productivity hack is proving to be really helpful right about now. And that is slimming down the number of goals that I focus on each day and the tasks that I aim to complete. Some days it is really, literally just one thing and other days it's no more than three. Maybe I'll stretch it to five, depending. And I share that because I'm going to imagine that, you know, like me, the same is true for you. This, you know, collective event, a pandemic, a health crisis, a financial crisis has indeed happened to us. And yet, that doesn't mean that our big picture goals have changed. At least they haven't for me. 
So my big picture goals haven't changed. My to-do list didn't magically become smaller. But what I am learning in this time is that I am, re- I, I am allocating my time, my energy, and my attention differently. And I'm even managing the deadlines that I have, whether they are self-imposed or they are deadlines that are client-based. I'm even managing that differently. And while I love creating each episode for you all, I simply did not have the energetic bandwidth and capacity to do it, which is why you haven't heard from me in, what, three weeks, I think? Because I gave myself permission to press pause. I'm glad to be back, but I'm also glad that I listened to my body and I I just took the chance that when I came back, you would be here too. So thank you for that. So that's the second thing that I did. I focused on fewer goals and fewer tasks. The next thing is, this is really important, and that is to ask for support. I'm really fortunate to have both an informal and formal support network. And these are people that I can go to when I need help brainstorming, when I need a second opinion, when I need to simply vent. And embedded in these networks is really a sense of belonging and and a, a channel, a vehicle by which I am reminded that I am not going through this alone. And what's really cool is that some of the virtual events that, you know, have kept my calendar really full in these recent weeks, those have, you know, come out of new collaborations that have emerged from my support network. And by the way, those collaborations were not on the horizon pre-coronavirus. So for you, how have you asked for the support that you need? And are you getting it in the way that you need it? Because it's one thing to ask for support and then it's quite another thing to actually get it and then yet an even another thing to get it precisely how you need it in order for it to be most helpful and useful. The fourth thing, and I know that this can be so tricky right about now, but the fourth uh, thing was to make sure that we are taking some time to share and spread good news. There is no shortage of sad news and bad news for us to consume. And in fact, I talked about the importance of sharing good news and results in a blog post that I wrote. So if you want to check it out, it's on my site, jacquettetimmons.com. Just go to jacquettetimmons.com forward slash blog. And it should be the second or maybe the third um, entry down the page. And the title of it is, Do You Almost Feel Guilty About Feeling Great Right Now? And you can read it, but you know, in essence, it's all about how sometimes people are a little shy about feeling good. And the reason I wrote it is because I did a survey of people that are on my email list, and I was really, really pleased to see that actually people were doing pretty well in the midst of this pandemic, because that was one of the questions on the survey. And yet, at the same time, that I was really happy to see so many people, you know, doing well and feeling well, I was struck by how many people also expressed feeling self-conscious about it. So that's what was the inspiration for that piece. So if you want to check it out, again, you can go to jacquettetimmons.com forward slash blog, 
And the title of the piece is called, Do You Almost Feel Guilty About Feeling Great Right Now? But here's why. I also think that sharing uh, good news and spreading good news isn't really important. I think it can go a long way toward replenishing any motivation that's been zapped. So if you're going through this and you're feeling like not only do you have all the time in the world, but you are completely unmotivated to do anything, sometimes we have to change what we are consuming. And if we're not consuming as much good news, um, maybe we ought to start doing that. Because again, I think when we do, it replenishes that motivation that's been zapped. And that's motivation, whether it's motivation that's outwardly driven. So, you know, your motivation might be depleted because you're not making as much money or you're not in a situation where you're getting the, the recognition and the praise that you are normally accustomed to getting. Or it could be inwardly driven motivation in terms of it's just, you know, things that you do um, for personal gratification. But one way of kind of um, replenishing or getting re-energized in that way is to hone in on some good news. And, you know, look, I realize that the four things that I've just shared with you right now, they are not earth shatteringly new. They may be even obvious or seem obvious as you listen to me tick them off. But like you (laughs) and everyone else, I was responding in the moment, sometimes in a very dazed moment, and often only recognizing what I had done and how I had responded only in a moment of reflection. So only realizing that I had reset my routine, that I reset my expectations and created new habits after I started reflecting on what was different. It wasn't necessarily, like I said at the top, an intentional thing where I went in and I said, okay, this is what I'm gonna do now. Like the the now piece came simply because of a few very, very frustrating experiences and realizing that something needed to change. And um, the thing that I had the most control over to change was my routine, my expectations and my habits. Um, So, As we begin to wind down this time together, you know, for understandable reasons, COVID-19 is a crisis that has fundamentally changed us all. But I, I, I try to remind people of this as often as possible. This is not our first collective crisis, nor will it be the last. And even though this is a more recent collective crisis, the truth of the matter is you have also experienced crises on a more direct personal level, whether it's with regards to your personal life, a family matter, or regarding employment, or if you have a business regarding your business. And I I always want to remind people that while this is a new crisis for us, you do have a toolkit for how to deal with crises. So don't forget that. You may have to replenish some of the tools that are in the kit, but don't forget that you already are equipped to handle this. And so I, I remind you of that because like all crises, this one is affecting how you move through time as well as your energy and your motivation to get things done. And just remember, you have the tools to move through time, to manage your energy, and the motivation to get things done. 
And although I've shared these four things with you, I do not share them as if to say this is the way that you get through a crisis because at the end of the day, there is no one way to go through this or any crisis. And quite frankly, I suspect that we may need to continue to recalibrate as the reverberations of this continue to unfold. And in the process, if you find yourself experiencing time differently from those around you, if you find yourself with all the time in the world, but feeling totally unmotivated, come back to this episode and just listen to it again and choose just one thing that you're going to focus on, that you're going to do. And it may be the thing that will help you to move the needle. And my whole thing is whatever that one thing is, it will be enough. So also give yourself permission uh, to let whatever effort you are doing and making on any given day, that it will be okay if it's just that one thing. Well, my friends, it's great to be back, but that is it for today's episode. Thank you for tuning in and listening all the way to the end. I truly do appreciate it. And I want you, please stay safe, stay well, stay healthy, not just physically, but in spirit too. And you know what? I'd love it if you would leave a review or, you know, have a rating or even share this episode so that we can reach more people. Because when you do all of those things, leave a review, you know, select a rating, hopefully five stars, um, and share the episode with other people. That signals to the powers that be that uh, we should continue to do what we're doing. And as always, if there's anything that I can do to support you, please don't hesitate to reach out. And one of the best places to do that is to just send me a direct message on Instagram. And if the quarantine (laughs) is highlighting that there are aspects of your money, be it personally or with regards to your business, that you need to address, I'm going to invite you to head over to my website and download a free exercise. It's called The Financial Wheel. And you can go to jacquettetimmons.com forward slash wheel. Again, jacquettetimmons.com forward slash wheel. And then let's have a conversation. Once more, many thanks for tuning in to today's episode. And until next time, remember, it's about more than money.